This is Christian and Dustin Tarr of the Tarr Dynasty, and you're listening to Four Corner Fandemonium. Welcome to Four Corner Fandemonium. I'm your host, Jay Will, the voice of independent wrestling. And today, we're here with the Tar Dynasty. How are you guys doing today? I'm good, Jay. How you doing, man? We're, I, I'm doing pretty good. We're down here in Sheraton, Virginia, at the fire station, doing a little um, show for them, trying to raise money for the fire station, doing everything as 1CW does for the people and everything. So um, we want to get the know a little bit about the tar dynasty right on. so absolutely hey, um just start off give us a you know tell us a little bit about you how many years y'all been wrestling what schools you attended uh well let me say i'm christian a lot of people say that we sound alike <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's best that we say identify. <laughs> yeah so this is christian speaking um i started when i was 19 years old so uh 18 years ago um, okay. 2005 for promotion in Virginia, uh, IPWA, uh, ran by Keith Crockett. He gave me my first opportunity. Okay. Um, I was in college at the time and Dustin had been wrestling for a couple of years and he actually called me while I was in my college dorm and was just like, Hey, you want to wrestle this weekend? <laughs> and, uh, I hadn't had any training at the time. Uh, well, he, he had trained with the Briscoes, but ha- it had been several years yeah gotcha. right they trained me i mean when i was 14 15 years old so oh, okay it had been a couple so years right 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 and uh yeah ever since that first show it was like we hit the ground running hard and i was like uh i got this itch man i got i gotta scratch it every weekend so <laughs> that's, that's normally how it goes well, uh so i'm, I'm dustin tar um uh, i started uh broke in at 14 um in 1995 uh, King Kong Bundy broke me, and I actually broke in the old school way. Showed up at a at an indie show. I was a, a wrestling fanatic since I was old enough to walk. Um, went to an indie show. Uh, showed up early. Helped them set up the ring, uh, and and then bumped around it. Ran the ropes. Bumped yeah. around. King Kong Bundy saw me, and I was a big kid at fourteen. And he kind of pulled me aside uh, and asked me if I was getting trained by anybody. And not at the time. I just showed up. I'm a fanatic. Showed up to do what I could do. Uh, he said, how about you work for me tonight? So took me under his wing, took me out for ice cream, uh, and then kind of smart me up to the business. He's like, if you want to do this, here's what you needed to go and do. So he, he told me where to go get trained. He told me who to follow around. He told me where to show up, um, smart me up to the business, paid me out of his own pocket that night, which was for several years, the biggest payday I'd ever had. Uh, he was fresh off WrestleMania with the undertaker. So he had a nice, he he was sitting on some dough. Um, but yeah, he, uh, so he was just the most welcoming, friendly, gentle soul, and just really showed me the best side of wrestling right away. Um, and from there, I went and got trained by the MCW crew with Mark Schrader, uh, Danny McDevitt, uh, the Briscoes, then, uh, you know, kind of polished me up a bit. I uh, made as many towns as I could out on the road learning. Um, when I was 23, I went to the Marine Corps, which they shipped me to North Carolina, and I met up with Shannon Moore, the Hardys, Shane Helms, that North Carolina crew. Yeah. They then got me ready for TV. They trained me up even more. I went to, Sh- to Shannon's every weekend, trained in his ring, got ready for TV, started making shots for Ring of Honor, doing – uh, doing like as many dark matches as I could yeah. from there. I uh, went to Taz, got trained by Taz, finished, went to his finishing school, was with him for about a year. 
Okay. He got me booked at TNA, did dark matches for them, did tryouts for them, worked for them for like a week. Um, and just like I was always told from the very beginning, King Kong Buddy told me from the very beginning, you want to travel as much as you can, get as many tools in your belt as you can. So don't ever be afraid to go and get trained by different guys. So yeah. I just went and jumped in with everybody I could jump in with. Yeah, got um, different absolutely put as many tools as your tool belt as you possibly can um so that's kind of my story and i like i said i've been making shots ever since uh going on 28 years now okay <laughs> 28 years that's crazy y'all, y'all got a lot of time and a lot yeah. of experience and everything so what some of the promotions y'all wrestled at and some of the championships you've held oh okay uh so i've worked for uh the bigger promotions i worked for fip ring of honor uh fip is full impact pro ring of honor um, obviously, uh, Impact, uh, TNA, um, and then Anarchy, which is uh, NWA Wildside, which is where AJ okay. broke in. Um, that was probably the biggest indie indie that I've ever worked for. Um, as far as like just an indie show, no TV, nothing like that. Um, and we've been up and down the East Coast, uh, and as far over as into North America as we could go. Um, yeah, and as far as championships, my goodness. Uh, also, I got one uh, Monster Factory. I had the opportunity to work for Monster Factory in New Jersey okay. uh, for yeah, Danny Cage, uh, okay. which was an awesome experience. Uh, a lot of great wrestlers. Sheamus came through there, Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay, a lot of hard hitters. A lot of hard hitters. Yeah. Um, and they usually use their own talent that they train there. Um, it's rare to get an outside booking at Monster Factory. Right, Monster. unless you're a big name. So I was very fortunate enough to – a guy um, who I've been riding the roads with when Dustin took a little breather, took a break from it, um, asked me to tag along for the Monster Factory. I'm like, absolutely, man. Yeah. So being able to work for them was a career highlight for me. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, as far as championships, as Dustin was getting ready to say – um, I think we might hold the record in North Carolina for the longest reigning tag champions. Uh, <laughs> Probably so, yeah. I think I saw that online one time randomly a couple of years ago. That's what's up. Um, so anywhere we could get bookings. Uh, North Carolina has a lot of promotions. Okay. Um, and it was about a four to six hour trip anywhere, any towns in North Carolina. So um, that's probably where Chris got the most seasoning because it, you can – that's a territory. So, like, you can take bookings Friday, Saturday, Sunday in North Carolina every yeah. weekend because there's oh, yeah. so many promotions. That, so that's, that's probably where up. he got the most seasoning. It seems yeah. like the best place to cut your teeth. And yeah, absolutely. And get in the business right way. That's as far as, up. like, championships, I think at last count, between the members of the dynasty, we had, like, 23 or 24 championships between us. But it's, like, that's hard to say. Uh, tag team championships in different places. Uh, I've held a couple of heavyweight championships. I think three, maybe, heavyweight championships. Uh, Chris has held one or two, mm-hmm. I think. One. Um, yep. Yeah. So, like, it, it's hard to say with championships, man, just because you've been doing it so long. And, like, you kind of, like, in the indies, you kind of lose count of that. Yeah. Unless, unless you're, like, unless that's a huge deal to you. you yeah, a, a lot of people are in it for more than just the championships. Yeah, yeah, so they of course. They don't really course. track every single one. No, and like, I, all it's that. hard right. to do. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of promoters – wanted to put the belts on us immediately because it's rare that you find legit brothers, yeah. shoot brothers that have been tagging for years and years yeah. together. 
Um, it's actually a good tag team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, kind of hard to find. And we, we take care of ourselves, keep ourselves in shape. You know, right. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. 41 years old and I, I still work out every day and eat right and like try and stay on top of my cardio. Like, that's what's up. That's most important to me. I don't want to hurt anybody in there. So I want to no, be as yeah. in shape as possible. Right. right. So, and like, I'm, yeah. And I'm 38 years old. I take care of myself too. Um, I mean, it's the experience that we have, the fact that we're brothers. Um, most most promoted, and the fact that tag team wrestling is, has been like a dying thing it was for, for a years. Long time. It's yeah. because the WB, you know, they don't look at tag team wrestling. They don't they don't bring people in as a tag team. They don't look at tag team wrestling that right. way. So a lot of indies don't either. You know, right? It's hard to get booked as a tag team. Yeah, so yeah. when you go in and shoot brothers, and that's why I think the dynasties had so much success between me, Chris, and Scott. Like going in and shoot brothers, shoot family members who love tag team wrestling, yeah. who have had all that experience doing tag team wrestling and who look the part, you know, automatically they want to put belts on us and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, let let the people care about us. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like let's let's let start get, slow. Let's get in there first, exactly. see how they feel. Right. Yeah, exactly. I definitely understand that. All right, so um growing up, like what was your who were your favorite wrestlers growing up? Like that? singles and tag team. Yeah, well, singles. Uh, I was a big British Bulldog fan, David Boy Smith. Just, okay. I remember having him on my eighth birthday cake, I yeah. think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just was a huge fan. I don't know why. I don't know how it started. Um, <laughs> I remember Dustin being a big Bret Hart fan. So was, the SummerSlam that they faced each other oh, at, uh, yeah, at Wembley. Big, that was a big moment. Yeah. Pretty sure that, y'all was reenacting that. Oh, man. That <laughs> was, uh, yeah, we were definitely feuding. Uh, that Not time. to mention, they're smaller guys. You know, I don't yeah. know if. People realize Davy Boy is five nine. Brett was yeah. five nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys are not tall. Big no, monsters and like we weren't. To. We weren't going to be monsters genetically. So it's like we could look at those guys and be like, we might be able to do this. Exactly. You know, especially yeah. a guy like Brett. Brett's as plain Jane as it got. He yeah, wasn't yeah. super charismatic. He wasn't like on the microphone, like talking like Ric Flair or anything. Nah, it wasn't a bodybuilder. Went in there and right. did the damn thing <laughs> in the ring. Exactly. Went in there and did the thing in the ring and made it as legit as he possibly could mm-hmm. and became a megastar oh, yeah. off of that. So we just looked at those guys and we thought hey, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, absolutely. I know that later on, that was when we were younger, obviously. Later mm-hmm. on, um, influences like, Kurt Angle, he was somebody that I saw that had no pro wrestling background. He's an amateur guy, and yep. he come in and just was able to flip the switch and do the professional style like it was nothing, like he'd been doing it for and years. And the character that he built. Oh, yeah, right. Who would have thought it was, that? It was crazy. Yeah, right. Who would have thought that he could right. do that? Absolutely. And the same with Brock Lesnar, you know, coming, yeah. you know, not really being a fan growing up, but just being able to take his athleticism and turn it into something in the ring and make it the best on TV, must-see TV. Yeah. Like, that was amazing to me. So. Like, with um Kurt, the thing that I thought was crazy is, like, the intensity in his face when the straps came down. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. You, you, you literally thought, like, who who could fuck with him? Oh, yeah. Streets? Oh, yeah. And, like, you see him in the alley, he just started taking the straps down. Yep. It was like, okay, I'm going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was one thing when he, when he put the ankle lock on, it was like, oh, that's a good move. But when he wrenched down and – you know, fell down with Leg it locked. and hooked it, locked oh it up. Goodness. It was like, no, I always said it's over. Oh, over. It's over. over. 
Yeah. So I'll be so mad when he just do it standing up. Like, man, finish it. Just lock <laughs> exactly. his leg. Finish it. Get this over with. Oh, that, yeah. that intensity is something that Taz preached to us. And, and like, like legitimizing the, the sport and, and making it feel real to the people. Like, when you touch that nerve with the people and it becomes real to them, you you got them like that, you're doing your job. Yes. And that was preached and pounded into my head, like intensity, intensity. It was on the wall at Taz's, at Taz's school. It was, you know, intensity with the big T. It was, I mean, that was his mantra. So like, and what, and I'd say like, once I, once I got in the business, again, I joined, I got in the business at 14 years old, like my influences became my peers. So like, I looked at the guys in the locker room and said, I want to be like that guy. I want to yeah. be like that guy. And it was mostly, it was the guys who carried themselves like professionals, the guys who had done TV, who had, who had made towns their whole life and who had, who carried themselves like professionals who showed up, you know, dressed to the nines and who, yeah. you know, who you looked at them and you're like, that's somebody. You know, yeah, you walk you, through you, an you airport, like, tell, you might like, not know who they are, but you know, there's somebody. Yeah. So that was, you know, my influences once I got into the business was like, that was like, who carries themselves like a professional? I mm. totally understand that. Mm -hmm. hey, um, so have y'all done anything in your career, accomplished anything that you thought that you wouldn't have so far? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we grew up uh, in a very small area. Like, you know, I never thought I'd make TV. I never thought I'd be on television. And yeah. I, I didn't get in the business to be on television. Uh, I got in the business because the the art of the performance and the, the the ability to tell stories and all that kind of and make people believe. Like that's why I got. In. I didn't jump into the business to be rich or be yeah. a, a, a TV star or anything like that. So I never never thought I would end up there. Uh, it wasn't until I got with Shane and Moore and and the Hardy crew and that North Carolina crew, and they were like you got it like you're you're a couple of steps away from making tv and i was like tv like yeah. for real and you're like man next I'm, thing i know i i didn't think about that and, and then a couple of years later i was there you know right. what i mean and it was ring of honor first and then it was impact and it was like holy crap like this is something that i could do and make a living doing and it was you know so i i never thought i'd make tv uh as far as titles and stuff it wasn't something i really thought about so like championships and, and holding belts I know I just never thought about that. So, but like TV, I, I knew it was out there. It was like, yeah. I just didn't think this small town boy, like, I don't know how you felt, but I never thought I'd end up on television. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, for me, it was, I never thought I'd wrestle WWE Hall of Famers, like yeah. been yeah. in the ring with uh, the Boogie Woogie Man, uh, Jimmy Valiant, um, uh, Ricky Morton, wrestled Ricky Morton. I okay. uh, was in the ring with a barbarian a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, had a match against him. Classics. Um, I mean, when you watch these guys, when, you know, thinking back, you watch them on TV as a kid mm -hmm. and being able to be in the locker room and you're, you got a match coming up with them and you're talking over a match and the finishing moves that they you saw them do to other people where you thought, oh, my gosh, he just took his head off. They're now going to be doing Don't it to you. me. So <laughs> when, when the barbarian said he was going to do the kick of fear on me, it was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Like, I can't yeah. wait. And then I think, you're oh, gosh, he's going to kick my head off. No, he's just um, he's, but it's going to hurt. Absolutely. But he was a pro. So for me, uh, where I haven't had the opportunities that Dustin's had to uh, – be on TV for me. It's to wrestle guys that have been on TV, the Hall yeah. of Famers and stuff like that. Because most of the time, promoters when they bring in these names, 
the way they decide on who's going to work the names is the guys that they trust the most. Exactly. Um, it's a very important position. Right. So to be yeah. selected for that is huge for me. Like I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's each. a lot of trust. Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. Because you don't, you don't want to put somebody out there with a Hall of Famer and then they get hurt. Right. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um, your favorite matches that you've wrestled. I can tell you my favorite match of you two was a Shinkatig against each other for the for the oh, title. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow. It was a lot of emotion in that match. Y'all had the crowd really going and everything. <laughs> That's nice to and hear, for a man. second it really looked like y'all was legit beefing. That, that <laughs> is cool. That is cool. These guys are really coming in here and really doing their damn thing, man. That's always <laughs> nice to hear, man. Uh absolutely I mean, yeah, my favorite uh probably the matches I got to work against them too. I mean, because yeah. that was probably our third or fourth meeting against each other one on one. Um, but each time it's like, we never, we just know where each other is going to be at in the ring at all yeah. times. So it, it makes it easy. Yeah. The chemistry's there. Um, I don't stress about those matches. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's easy. You ain't got to worry about getting hurt. You right. You ain't got to worry about nothing like that. Right. Just go out there and have a good fucking time. Oh yeah. And, um, I think recently my favorite, any match that I've gotten to have with our brother, Aiden Chambers, mm-hmm. uh, for him to come back knowing he was going to tag with me, like back when he did this before he was considered a big deal in the independence gotcha. on the east coast so for him to only come back and want to tag with me you know yeah. that was huge yeah um, shout out to aiden chambers the absolutely third of the dynasty, so. absolutely right on, unfortunately he can't be here with us today but yeah. uh it's been a blast working with him and i'm excited to work more with him in the future yeah. so. okay right on um honestly like uh, a lot of my favorite matches uh, that i've ever had no one's seen it was you know when i when i was making darks ring of honor like i got the opportunity to roll around and have matches with brian danielson who i think is the greatest ever just yes, because he's is. i mean because I, he's someone i've worked there might be guys where i watch on tv like damn that dude is yeah. he is just on fire he's got it. he's the greatest but like as far as people that i've worked that's why i say danielson's the greatest ever because i've actually been in the ring with him i yeah, saw so how you, easy i know how easy you've experienced it, was. it yeah i know how easy it was um guys like aries austin aries is another one like but it's like that's just workout matches jay briscoe you know like like i said he i spent a lot of time with him in the barn and and like the matches that we had that no one ever seen some of my favorite matches ever maybe mark was in the in the in the barn watches or papa briscoe was in the barn watches just hang out and work out yeah. it's like we didn't call a single we just went in there and just felt it and like those are my favorite matches when you can just go in there and it's almost like a reflex like yeah. it, it's just a, a vibe out there. You're dancing and you, there's no calling anything. You don't have to talk really. You're just having uh, a just, match with the best dance partner, partner possible. Yeah. Um, anytime I've been in the ring with any of my brothers, like, you know, me and Chris don't have to talk about anything. Me and Scott, Aiden Chambers don't have to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's just a fluent dance and uh, it's easy and it's fun. And to me, it's, this is so much about fun. Like we're out there, play fighting in our underwear it should be fun right so like to me it's so much about fun um and so some of the best matches some of my favorite matches were in front of nobody you know as much as the crowd is a part of this and i love Mm -hmm. performing in front of people some of my favorite matches i've ever had were in front of no one at all in a barn in delaware you know what i mean yeah you got the right dance parts and we actually had a triple threat me you and scott one time we did one probably somewhere on the internet somewhere yeah 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 (laughs) uh, and it was i want to say like we we talked about very little we just went out there and felt it and we did like we put in like 12 or 15 minutes of like some of the most fun that we've had yeah absolutely 
15 years ago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, you're still going strong, pushing yeah, down. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Having that's right. dream matches more and more. Absolutely. And speaking of dream matches, let's go to WCW days and WWF days. Who do you see your dream match with? It could be a tag team. It could be a triple threat. Don't matter. Against me, us or against... just in general that we want to see? No, no. Against you. Okay. Go ahead. From um, WCW, let's go first. Uh, from WCW, oh, my gosh. Um, probably um, uh, Midnight's, Midnight's and Rock and Rolls yeah, that'd um, be a good one. for WCW um, just because that – old school i mean i grew up doing the old school southern southern style wrestling so i feel like i could give them a decent match um where dustin's trained northern with taz he'd probably have a little bit different style or different (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah dustin what do you think wcw uh the outsiders maybe uh because hauling that nash is one of my just one of my favorite people Gotcha. Ever, yeah, um, shredder. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. super shredder. That's right. That's a deep cut. Um, <laughs> and he's also he's one of the coolest guys we've ever been around. Um, yeah, and just like just super smooth and just like he just gets it. He's always gotten it. And yeah. like, um, so the outsiders will be fun. Um, the Steiners, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, oh, if you're talking about man. WCW, oh, like man. the Steiners tag team wrestling goes through the Steiners. Yes. WCW, yeah, so. it definitely does. So yeah, brothers versus brothers. I think that'd be fun. I got to change my answer. Yeah. I gotta go with the Steiners, man. You got to so, get yeah. a couple neck braces as well. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Right on. And I mean, I've, I, again, like I've never been around Rick. I don't know how we've never crossed paths, but I've been around Scotty and like. It, he's legit one of the scariest human beings ever. Yeah, I, I can see that. But it's so weird. Like, I watched that dude play with Kurt Angle's kids for nine hours one day. I'm just like, he's the he's a big teddy bear. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing in the world because he's so terrifying. But, like, he's just the softest guy. It's you know, just the into- muscles on muscles. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. I just can't trust that. But, yeah, uh, that'd be fun. The Steiners would be fun. Oh, yeah. How about, uh, what was WWF? Let's see. Oh man, um, maybe the Heart Foundation, um, Rockers, the Rockers, yeah, always. That, that that's a, that's a great time. Um, one on one, like Sean, I, I think in my mind, like if we're going all time, I you know the, the debate's always Sean or Flair. I'm a Sean guy. Like I, I, I think that Sean's better. So you know, as far as the total package, the complete the complete package, um, work wise. So yeah, maybe one on one with Sean, uh, tag team with with the Hearts. Yeah, um, I was thinking the Brain Busters. We can go oh, uh, Telly yeah. and Arn, That'd which the WCW. WC, yeah. yeah, probably more WCW uh, singles. Um, probably Brian Danielson, just because I remember. The first time I turned on ROH was when they just got their deal with HD Net, and uh, he was in the main event of the first show, I think, against Nigel. Probably against Nigel. And um, I had heard this buzz about, you know, Brian Danielson is the greatest ever, and I watched him, and I was just like, I, there is no flaws in his game. Yeah. There is absolutely no flaws. Especially with him and Nigel. They, they've had some yeah. classes. Oh, absolutely. And I was just like, if I ever made it, he is just one guy that I'd want to wrestle. Like, just hands down. He is the greatest I've ever seen. So, has to be Brian Danielson. And he's okay. the greatest I've ever been in the ring with. So, there yeah. you go. Hey, yeah. hey, that stamps it right there. <laughs> All right, so um, for the future coming up, like, what shows do you have coming in the future? Oh, God, I'll let you answer that. Okay, yeah, I, I usually <laughs> handle our schedule. Um, so, uh, I mean, we're booked solid all year long. Uh, we have very few 
uh, open dates, and that's only because the shows got canceled. The, sh- the shows on Shinkatig Island in Virginia were canceled. Yeah. Um, so those are the only reason we have open dates. I think we have somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40 dates uh, already booked this for the whole year, all throughout the year. Uh, coming up next, I'm in Kenston, North Carolina on May 6th uh, for Extreme Shock Wrestling. Okay. Um, and then all of us, the three of us, are in Elkton, Virginia on May 13th. That's uh, Chris and Scott, Chris and Aiden Chambers against the Extreme Horsemen, Preston Quinn and C.W. Okay. Anderson. Okay. Um, and I'm working a singles match against a guy named uh, Anthony Athens, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then May 20th, we're back in Houston. We'll just cover May. May 20th, yep. we're back in Houston. And then May 27th, I'm back in North Carolina. So, like. Houston, Delaware, I think we're all going to make that one, too. So I think May, uh, May 20th, um, myself, Aiden Chambers, and Christian will be in Houston, Delaware for 1CW. Yes. Okay. Now go ahead and um, put out your social media so uh, I'm, get in touch with uh, On uh, Instagram, I'm TarPix, P-I-X, T-A-R-R-P-I-X. Uh, on Twitter, I'm TarTweets, T-A-R-R-T-W-E-E-T-S. Uh, and on Facebook, you can just find me at Dustin Tar. And I am at Christian Tar, C H uh, R I S T I A N Tar, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. So that's okay. it. All right. Um, last question. This is just a jump ball. Give me the top three female indie superstars Ooh. right now. Oh, man. Good. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like all the really good ones have been signed recently, like NXT. Um, uh,. I mean, I can handle it. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. So my it is an easy one for me. Uh, the the to me the best unsigned female talent right now is Christina Marie. Uh, okay. uh, followed closely right now by Rebecca Scott, I Rebecca think. Scott, yeah. And then Heather Reckless is a number close number three for me. As I I just saw like I'd seen her work a while back, and it's not like I wasn't impressed. She didn't show me anything special. And then I saw her a couple weeks ago, and it was like a whole different talent. Like, she's yeah. improved so much, Heather has, uh, in just a couple of months. And, like, just one of those versatile talents who can fly all over the place and just seems to be like a cat landing on her feet. I'm just like, wow, like, she blew me away. I couldn't take my eyes off the match. Yeah. Um, I'd say Billy Starks is in there, too, but Billy Starks just got yeah. signed. So, yeah. But, yeah, those are my top three female talents on the end. Christina Marie, Rebecca Scott. And Heather Reckless in that order. So, so shout out Co-sign. to the three of us. Cosign. Yeah, it's been cosign. <laughs> there you hey, go. Man, I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Of course. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the show's about to start soon. I yeah, know y'all got some things to take care of. We appreciate it. Hey, I hope you y'all get the, the win tonight. Oh, definitely. Anytime, anytime. Hope y'all get the win tonight. Right on. But you know, when you come out, I'm going to have to boo you. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to be booed when oh, it comes yeah. to you. I have to boo you. Man. I appreciate you, Jay. I'm, I'm support y'all either way. Always a pleasure, man. Right. Thank appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to Four Corner Fandomonium. Make sure to follow for upcoming shows. And also follow the Tar Dynasty on all social media platforms. And always remember, reach for the sky, boy.